Mark Selby, uh, Chair and CEO, Canada Nickel Company, uh, advancing the Crawford Nickel Sulfide Project. Mark, good to see you. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to do a much more fuller conversation next week when you're in London. That'll be yes. exciting. Thank you very much for making time for us there when you're over, because I know you'll be busy. Um, look, a couple of, couple of developments over the past couple of weeks I want to talk to you about. Okay, one... Great drill results out this morning. Really, you know, super high grade compared to what, what you have been putting out. So I want to talk about those. We'll start there. And then secondly, I want to kind of get into the, the, the financing and, you know, when, when that's closing and also the structure of it. But let's go. Right. This morning's press release. You can't have been expecting that, can you? No, no. We were, we, we talked about the East Zone high grade core in October and we're expecting good drilling results. But, you know, we, we were very pleasantly surprised. It was 64 meters at 0.7 and a decent interval of over 1% nickel. Uh, you know, we, we've been doing a lot of drilling, but very focused on just delineating the resource and not really, you know, stepping up to see what we've got. And again, great deposits always give great results. And so the fact that we've hit this already somewhere in the deposit means that there's the potential uh, for more of this going forward. So, you know, very, very excited to see those kinds of numbers and those kinds of nickel sulfide uh, in, enrichment show up. So, uh, as we start to step around the rest of Crawford, we've got a little more money now with the financing. You know, we'll see. We'll see what else you know we, we come out with. But uh, that was excellent, excellent news. Was it the right model though? Because you know you've seen what can happen when you spend a little bit of money on exploration. Should you have been doing more of that uh, and not rushing through this kind of um, feasibility process that you are? No, you know, again, we've got to, you know, with the PEA, with the resource that was there, that was all already going to support the largest base metal mine in Canada, you know, the fourth largest nickel sulfide deposit in the world. Um, you know, building that out is great. And if we turn out that it's even bigger and better, you know, then it's going to be, um, you know, even better for shareholders. Again, companies can spend a lot of money on exploration and not actually get to a project. We had a project early on, we're going to take that project through. And then we've got not only the expiration potential at Crawford still the tap, but we've got those other 18 properties that we're going to really start to step around and unlock that potential uh, over the coming year. Okay, so, so what happens, okay, right, you're, you're going to put out a resource end of uh, QT. You're, you've said you're going to deliver a feasibility study by the end of the yeah. year, and we'll talk about, the, you know, you've got the finances in place to do that in a, in a second, but um, to what end, Mark? I mean, feasibility study at this end of the year says what and to who? You've got lots of audiences you're trying to talk to, investors just being one of them. Yeah, no, the key thing here is, you know, the EV market, you know, there's been a whole series of announcements in the last two weeks about supply chain issues, about how much, you know, of all the battery metals the market is going to need by the end of this decade. And again, I can tell you, the car, car companies and EV chain has woken up to that fact. So to be a credible project uh, that can come online, you know, in the middle part of this decade, and as well being in a position to fully take advantage of the super cycle that we talked about three years and, and you know, is now here. Uh, you know, we think is is going to deliver a massive amount of value for shareholders, make it make us at the top of the list for the EV supply chain in terms of projects they want to get involved in. And again, allow us to be front and center with with the governments, regulators and so forth to make sure that we can move through the permitting process as quickly as possible. So it's, it's a big point. And maybe like, we... we We've talked about it within the uh, energy show um, on CruxInvestor.com um, app, where 
there's 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 going to be a bigger gap than people realize possibly because what companies say they're going to be able to produce and what they're actually going to produce won't be the same okay because difficulties right. technically financial financially constrained issues where they sit in this where they are in the cycle and where they are in, in, in terms of being able to you know insert themselves into um the, the ecosystem we're seeing other we think um but we are, what we are seeing is some of the bigger companies um, putting themselves in a position where they are teaming up with people like um, Tesla, exactly. We, we saw Valet Tesla. Well, I think rumors at this stage, rumors at this stage. But we've we've also seen um, Valet teaming up with people like I think there's a there's a UK um, uh, company called um, British Vault, etc. Do do you see? Well, I mean, how, how do you see it for yourself in, in your company? Like, are you going to be teaming up with more companies further down down the food chain to kind of get the next sort of series of financings done, or do you see that um, is really con- kind of conventional story in, in in the sense that you know you're going going through the study um, process and money is going to be easy to come by? Um, you know, as we go through the process and given where nickel prices are, you know, we we're anticipating it'll be you know good to get. Uh, relatively straightforward to get capital going forward. But again, we want to make sure we get as non-dilutive as capital as possible. And so again, from a auto EV chain that wants offtake and, and getting a, a series of, of payments uh, to be able to get to deliver that offtake is the kind of discussions that we're having today. And so, you know, we think it's A, a very uh, non-dilutive way to get financing. B, uh, it's a good way to demonstrate to the market that you know the project's needed, and whether it's an auto company, whether it's their EV supply chain partner, or both, you know that's uh, you know that that's who we're going to be in in conversations with over the you know coming twelve months. Yeah, I just wonder. Maybe it's a conversation for another day, or maybe next week when when we see in terms of the 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 type of money that's going to come into industry and the type of money that's going to be needed. Um, Given the kind of constraints that you guys need to kind of work to in terms of ESG being one and, and more specifically for you guys, battery um, metals companies, um, the, the demands are going to be put on you by OEMs or the supply chain by the, uh, the OEMs themselves. We'll save that for next week. Um, let's talk about the money. Is that yeah. deal closed yet? Uh, it's, it'll be, by the time this video comes out, uh, it will be closed. Right. Um, where did the and money so, yeah, come no, from? Where did the money come from? Because you, you were talking to me before Christmas about strategic partners. What happened to that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, you know, we've been talking to a number of groups. One group was very close, but for reasons on their side, uh, they stepped away, um, which you know was unfortunate. But again, we're still in discussions with a number of groups. Uh, but the key thing with the strategic partner, it was a means to an end. What we wanted was to demonstrate to the market that you know make it easy for institutions to come in and invest in Canada Nickel in the project. And so, you know, with what happened in the nickel market a few weeks ago, it gave us a great opportunity that the projects needed, uh, that, you know, the, the, the nickel prices are going to be, you know, well above the kind of prices we need to get the project moving forward. And so, you know, we were able to go to market and, and raise capital from over 25 different institutions. Strategic partners are great. You get a news release uh, on that day but they're never going to come into the market and buy your stock every day, which is what we want to be able to take the stock up to the next level. And so we now have 20, more than 25 different institutions who want to be long the stock at the $3 
uh, 10 share price that we did it and they're there to make money. So again, from, from our perspective, you know, very, very happy to really broaden and deepen out the shareholder base, you know, to be able to take us up to the next level. Okay. But let me push you a little bit on that one. Okay. So 25 mm -hmm. new institutions in on the deal. You're right. That's, that's good news for, for, for liquidity and, and support. But. Yeah, and, and I get that by it, right? It's a means to an end. You got the money in, it's a problem software, where it comes from, I guess, yeah. in a meaningful way. Doesn't matter unless the strategic partner, two things happen. One, they're put off by something they saw, or two, they were going to bring something to the party technically or, or otherwise that you, you aren't able to deliver internally. So can you address both those points? Yeah. So I'll take the second one first. You know, we know more about nickel ultramafic than pretty much any, anybody on the planet. So there's very few groups that are going to actually add to be able to, to add value from a technical perspective, you know, at this point in time. So, you know, we really didn't, didn't need a partner for that. Uh, again, you know, the key, the key reason we're doing it is to have that endorsement investor, you know, kind of come to the table. Uh, again, the, the the issue I can't name names, but you know some things blew up on them. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't really us and the other groups that are there. Big companies just take time, so uh, we're still in discussions uh, you know, with a number of groups. But we've got more than enough capital uh, to get us through to next year. You know, we've got the EV supply chain in the horizon now, where again we'll have potentially offtake financing that's much more uh, non dilutive, and we didn't have to give up a ten percent seat at the table to a strategic investor now, which you know keeps the uh, you know no no one has a, a head start on everybody else uh, for potentially acquiring the asset. Right. So you got the money. The door's not closed to strategic partners. It's just either they move too slowly, or quite frankly, you found it easier to get the money via the institu institutionally. So you're okay. Your shareholders are okay, or should feel that they're okay and in, in good strong good strong hands at the moment. Yeah, and we've got all the leverage now because we're fully funded. You know. Right. For Q2 next year. For to Q2 next year. So at the end of this year, delivering a feasibility study. So resource end Q2 this year, feasibility end of this year. What, what, what's happening? Then, then what? What, what? what are you doing? Because then, then two years to permitting and then uh, construction. So, and then we'll be stepping out and, and really highlighting the, the regional exploration potential that we've got there. Right. Okay. To, and again, as I say, I say to take, I know we will speak about it next week, and I know you're in a rush, but again, yeah. just trying to get it in my head, make sure I understand. You, okay, two years to construction, two years to construction from from sorry, from when from end end of this year. Sorry, filing permit. Sorry, it should be three years from from from. We'll be filing permits shortly, right? And three years from now, we'll have the provincial and federal permits, and then two years for construction after that. Got it. Okay, so that's so that's the time frame, and that's a bit, as you say, big, meaningful. But you know, would you say this is the largest base metals project in Canada? Mine in Canada. Yeah. Would wow. Be fully ramped up. Okay. So, what, what's the potential for the rest of this exploration and so forth? Does this stay as one company going forward? Who knows? I mean, we'll do whatever it takes to make sure we unlock the value. Again, we think we've got some very substantial exploration potential, and it's there about you know making sure we enhance the multiple uh, on on what we've got because. Good projects are 0.8 to 1 times NAV. Great projects with great exploration potential can trade out at 1.2 to 1.5 times NAV. And again, if we find lots of stuff that's not being reflected in the stock, maybe we'll look at those kind of options as well. Okay. Mark, I appreciate you making time today. I know you're, you're in a rush. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Matthew. Take care.